Imagine your king overthrows your religion to benefit himself politically, disregarding your beliefs. Am I loyal and convert with him, or do I fight against him? Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jacqueline Padilla, and I'm here with Eileen Dominguez. And today we will be discussing the political and religious relationships through three wars. The Dutch Revolt, the French Wars of Religion, and Thirty Years' War. The Dutch Revolt, French Wars of Religion, and Thirty Years' War were religiously driven. However, these wars were indeed politically um, based to advance European countries. During the Thirty Years' War, I have gathered that this specific war was focused more on religious matters rather than political. The Peace of Augsburg was a primary cause of the Thirty Years' War. The Thirty Years' War was split into four phases. It was split into the Bohemian phase, Danish, Swedish, and international phase. Food shortages ran through Europe as well as diseases. This killed about two-thirds of the population in Germany. The Peace of Augsburg never stated that princes could convert to Calvinism or not. Princes could only convert to either the Lutheran or Catholic faith. Popes and leaders in the churches that were Lutheran also received money. So if the German princes were to convert to Lutheranism, then they too will get the money, just like the popes and leaders. The first phase of the war was the Bohemian phase. It was mostly a civil war with Catholic League and Protestant Union because Bohemians wanted to fight for their religious liberty and independence. Within the 10 years of the war, Bohemia was completely Catholic, but then later wiped out Protestantism. Wait. Yeah, that's it. Three. The second phase was the Danish phase, and it represented the participation of King Charles IX of Denmark. The Catholic army was led by Albert of Wallenstein, and he had many victories throughout this war. Most of the Catholic properties were lost to the Protestants around 1552, but were still given back to the Catholics and Lutherans. That's it. The third phase was the Swedish phase in Germany with King Gustavus Adolphus. The king supported the oppression of Protestants within the empire. Cardinal Richelieu subsidized the Swedes, um, hoping to weaken Habsburg power in Europe. They later won the battle. Uh, yeah, that's it. The last phase was the international phase, a.k.a. the French phase. Their foreign policy was based on the opposition to Habsburg, and it because the weak empire divided into scores of independent principalities, and it enhanced France's international stature. They later um, declared war on Spain, which led to financial and military assistance to the Swedes. The Peace of Westphalia marked turning the turning point into the European political, religious, and social status. It ended all um, fights about the religious faiths. The French wars of religion were both indeed impacted by religious ideas through faith, but also put politically due to expansion of power. During the 16th century, the rise of Protestantism grew all over Europe, including France. John Calvin started his new religion that was called Calvinism, influenced by Martin Luther. And in England, the followers were called Huguenots.
The rise of religion in France between Catholics and Protestants grew and did not really coexist with each other. French nobles converted to Calvinism, and ultimately the French crown was weak. A kickoff to the wars of religion would be the War of the Three Henrys. King Henry III, a Catholic, Henry of Navarre, a Lutheran, and Henry of Guise, a Catholic. Tension grew because Henry of Navarre planned to marry the sister of Henry III. Henry of Guise using this religious marriage as a political stretch for more followers and power. Henry of Guise proclaimed this marriage as unofficial, in a sense. Like how dare a Catholic king let his sister marry the opposing faith. This led to the St. Bartholomew Day Massacre. Following, there is an accepted, attempted assassination of Admiral Coligny, a Huguenot supporter of Henry, leaving him wounded. This led Huguenots to a petition to King Charles IX to take action against Guise. Charles IX, led by his mother, took action against protesting Huguenots, which led to 12,000 deaths. Once Charles IX died, he passed the crown to Henry III, giving this war the name. Following, Henry of Guise was killed by Henry III. King Henry III, later assassinated by a missionary, this leads him to pass the crown to his brother-in-law, Henry of Navarre, claiming the name King Henry IV. King Henry IV converts back to being a Catholic as a political strategy to strengthen his power, then leading him to sign the Edith of Nantes. Signing this granted liberty of conscience and worship to Huguenots in 150 towns. The wars of religion were truly based on which religion was correct. This whole thing started over religious tension in France, which led to the Edith of Nantes, giving people freedom of religion. This is the main point for a religious advantage. However, King Henry IV politically converted back to Catholicism because population numbers were higher, meaning more people would be on his side being a Catholic king. This strengthens his crown. The Dutch revolt affected Europe's trade, the Dutch, the Dutch's fight for independence, and Spain, who were hungry for political power. The wars in low countries or Protestant provinces between the Dutch and Spain. The Dutch wanted independence from Catholic Spain. It can be seen that politically they wanted to break away to form and rule themselves. England became a factor in the Dutch revolt as the queen involved herself for her own political and economic power. Queen Elizabeth was not gaining money in her wool trade in the Netherlands. This stopped her income because who would be worried about selling and buying wool while a fight was happening? So she sent money and troops to help the Dutch. She did not send help to religiously back up the Dutch, but only because her money was declining. Additionally, England feared Spain invasion, so troops were sent into low countries. Philip II in Philip II's eyes, this could be seen as a political advantage if he was successfully able to defeat England. He would gain land and money along with power in controlling all of Europe, which he could later convert to a Catholic empire. What religious actions were happening during this revolt? Calvinists reformed the religion in the 1570s, intending to encourage a opposition to illegal civil authorities. Followers in Calvinism increased because the idea of hard work was emphasized in this religion. Also, working class people converted to Calvinism because an employer would only hire a Calvinist. The Dutch Revolt did not... No, sorry. Oh my god. Oh, sorry. Um, The Dutch Revolt did have religious importance along with Calvinism and its growth. 
the Dutch revolt was more seen as a political opportunity for Spain. If Philip II was able to defeat England, he could gain political power in conquering most of Europe. Not downgrading the fact that this was not religiously impacted, he would have created a Catholic empire that he were to rule. Philip II had a mindset to rule Europe. This is seen more as a way to strengthen his power than the importance of the Catholic faith. Concluding this discussion by the evidence gathered today, the Thirty Years' Wars, Wars of Religion in France, and the Dutch Revolt were, yes, indeed driven by religion. Were they driven fully by faith? Some may argue. However, it is shown that these wars were more based on expansion of power, politics being seen as the main focal point along with religious growth and expansion.